0: KXNO Ken Miller Trent Condon This is Miller and Condon On Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO
1: All right. good morning everybody and welcome to Miller & Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO returns to local programming uh, for the next seven hours. Appreciate you starting uh, that block of programming here with uh, Trent and myself. Uh, We will talk sports with you right up until one o'clock. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We're going to start with Bill Bender who was in Columbus as the uh, men's NCAA Tournament made a stop in there. We will talk about of what uh, Bill saw. Do a little football, mix in a little college football with Bill as well. Of course, he writes for the sporting news. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Thought Adam Emmenecker was going to be done with us, Trent, but I can't quit him. Wanted to get him one more time mm-hmm. to recap what we saw. Starting to see some of the um, mid-major coaches get opportunities to move up. Tobin Anderson is. Now, uh, on his way leaving, Farley Dickinson, he is now at Iona as he replaces Rick Patino. We both thought there might be a spot on Forest mm-hmm. Avenue for him, although there's no vacancy as, as far as we know um, at um, on Forest Avenue. And I look at nobody's rooting for this. We hope that he and his son both stay and uh, have a good long career there. But if he gets an opportunity, he can better himself financially and uh, maybe start moving up the ladder. If indeed that is what he aspires to do. Go for it. Uh, Adam Emenecker at 12.05. We'll recap the Drake game, talk about um, you know, what what potentially was, was theirs. Boy, they looked as though they were in the driver's seat with six minutes left. But it's not a 34-minute game. It's 40 after all. And then Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. We will preview. Didn't think we'd be doing this, but man, oh man, I am so in. I know you're in. You were watching mm-hmm. it last night. Um, and we'll preview the World Baseball Classic Final. Otani versus Trout, Japan versus the USA. You just watch the players, and if you poo-pooed this event um, and you see the joy, the passion... What it means to have their country plastered over the front of their chest, it just means something different. And Japan and the U.S. tonight, 6 o'clock, FS1 uh, for the championship. And it promises to be a pretty cool game. And just some of the storylines we could see, right? Shohei Otani on the bump. Uh, Ninth inning, USA down a couple. One runner on, a couple ducks on the pond, two out. Otani comes in to close it out because apparently he's not going to start. Uh, and there's Mike Trout walking into the batter's pocket. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be incredible? Two guys that baseball needs on a big stage. And I know it's not an October big stage, but it's a pretty cool event. It really is. the Just the intrigue surrounding it, it's
2: more than just baseball. I mean, it has that baseball feel of October, like you talked about. And you get it in March. Yeah. And the importance to these guys and what they're playing for and so much more than what's on the front of the jersey. It is your country. It is your mm-hmm. home country. And the importance
1: there, Japan, how they have ripped through this tournament. And the comeback last oh, night. Oh, my God. What That was unbelievable. Have you heard the Japanese radio call? I have, yeah. we got to get it. it, I mean, it yes. It's phenomenal. It really is just, uh, talk about passion, right? Right. It's just incredible. Uh, I'm in. I'm totally in. Completely in. Um, there's an NIT game tonight with the Big Ten team. Okay. Maybe watch a little bit. My Jets, who are circling the drain, absolutely need this one tonight. Eh, I'm going to watch baseball. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. baseball, the uh, the finale of this incredible event. So, And then um, off they'll go back to their uh, respective clubs, finish up spring training, and on we go to opening day, which is a week from Friday, I think. Is it Friday or Thursday? Maybe. The <laughs> 31st, isn't it?
2: Well, I got the schedule right here. Lay it on me. All right. Here we go. Opening day is March 30th, which is a Thursday. Thursday it is. So the Cubs play at 120 as they host the Brewers in balmy Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, the Twins are at the Royals, 310 first pitch mm. for that one. Mm-hmm. The White Sox are at the Astros, 608 with the opening pitch there. And the Redbirds. Your Cardinals get the Blue Jays. Ah, nice. Three ten first first pitch for that one also. And Good that start. is where? In in T.O. or in, in St. Louis? In St. Louis. Cool. That is how we will open things up with our regional teams, and we'll be watching them a lot going forward okay. throughout the baseball season. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, we just talk about these calendars and the, the normalcy that we're back in, March Madness, mm-hmm. into the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, I start playing paying attention to hockey. You started paying attention to the NBA. We do that together. <laughs> and when you want to a April. you want a hockey bet yesterday?
1: I did. I, I had to sweat a little bit, but you got there in your partly.
2: four and two yesterday on the picks that I handed out. Six and two overall on the day on my Action Network picks that were up there, presented by Circus Sports. And my one loss had the Rockets. Do you see the end of that? No, it was a bad beat because first of all, Steph hits a shot like at the end of the shot clock with like ten seconds left. Uh huh. To get the cover, Houston dribbles out the clock. What? Ho- hoist a shot up, kid! Come on, <laughs> give me something. Give me an opportunity. No, just dribbled
1: it out. Pull, pull a page out of TCU's book. I, I just keep right. going back to that. I watched that whole sequence again yesterday. What an incredible sequence of events for mm-hmm. them to get to that spot uh, that they were to just. Well, look at this. it's not a bad beef yeah, you TCU, you're li- you're you um you're living right. Because, boy, oh, boy, the folks that were all over the Zags in that game, the way that that thing played out, my good God, uh, that's as bad a beat as you're going to see. All right, so uh, Matt Snyder will be our final guest, and then Trent will have more plays of the day coming up here at about uh, 10 minutes before 1. And I have that Japanese TV call cute
2: up Oh, was up the TV not Radio Cave? It was from Japanese TV yesterday. They'll is walk it the off. one with the guy laughing in the background? I believe so, okay. yeah. This comes from Bubba Frog, who is... He has an interesting story. He has... A Twitter guy? Bubba yes, Frog. Okay. Bubba Frog. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Burke is his name. You've probably seen his stuff oh, I, this retweeted. this is where I time. saw it, so this yes. is the
1: one that's... Uh, yeah. He
2: has a wall of TVs. He is some kind of... Basically works in media and, and all kinds of different, from political to sports to everything. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I've read articles about him and, and his story. Really interesting guy, but... N- So he just puts up
1: clips of stuff on TV. Well, that's not his
2: job. That's just his hobby, a byproduct. Yes, a byproduct of what his job actually is. Gotcha. He has a feed from everywhere. When we had the Oscars moment. He was the one that put that up Really, with Will Smith yeah. and, and Chris Rock. He was the one that had the Japanese feed, and he was the one that got it up there first. So for whatever reason, whatever his job is, leads to, you see a major clip that isn't everywhere. Mm-hmm. Pretty good chance he's got it. Yeah. When the F-bombs drop, wherever they may be. And another one did yesterday. Yes, it did. <laughs> My God. And you're not going to see the March Madness account tweet that out. right, right. You're right. going to see it, and it's usually from at Bubba... Prague is uh his name on there, Timothy Burke, and here's the call from Japanese TV last night. <laughs>
1: I have brushed up on my Japanese. Don't the guy up. laughing, is, that's, that's, that's priceless. That's really good. Uh, I wish I could understand a word that uh-huh. they were saying, but, man, uh, they were saying a lot of words uh, in that. Anyways, uh, uh, finale tonight uh, coming up at 6 o'clock. If you're into those things, if you're a sports fan, uh, if you just need to give basketball a little bit of a break, right. <laughs> certainly can't, can't uh, blame you for doing that. All right, let's get Jeff in here uh, as we talk sports, and uh, Jeff joins the program. Welcome, Jeff. How are you?
3: Good. First of all, um, if you guys haven't heard the Kevin Harlan call. It's amazing. um, The video's even better. Mm -hmm. The video's better. You got to see the video. Kevin Harlan, before this, is my all-time favorite. But if anybody has not seen this video, and if you like sports, and you like Kevin Harlan, or if you just want to get a laugh, find Kevin Harlan, Furman, Virginia. It is an all-timer. It is an all-timer.
1: You know, we um, should put it on the Miller and Condon Twitter account, Trent, and yeah. retweet it from there because it's really good.
3: Really good. Uh, first thing, let's get to Friday. Okay. Um, here's my first I'm point. all for it. I'll be in Vegas. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So, if you're going to watch one game,
1: Ooh. Iowa
3: women tip off at 630. Uh-huh. Now, let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. You can't flip. You have Miami and Houston, or you have Iowa- Playing against Colorado, who hasn't got to a Sweet Sixteen in twenty years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which game are you choosing? I'll start with Trent.
2: <sighs> the men. It's Ooh. some. It, it's something that's deeper. It's more important to me. Mm-hmm. There is, there is more scar tissue there. Ultimately, that's what it is for me.
1: I have Miami at fifty to one. <laughs> yep. So, but then. Yeah. See, we don't have to work Saturday or Sunday. So, look, if this game was Thursday, Mm -hmm. I would watch the Iowa women because I know there would be more of a talker than Houston-Miami would be during this two-hour block. Is that fair, Jeff?
3: That's fair. Um, I'm going going to go the other side. I'm going to pick Iowa women. It's local. You guys talk talk local. Caitlin Mm -hmm. Clark from Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, What a story. The draw is opening up. Duke lost. The number one seed in there.
1: So uh, let me interrupt you, Jeff. Long. Let me interrupt you. Did, and, did you were you
3: at Dowling when she was there? Yeah. What was practice like? It was it was crazy. Um, she, you know, you guys talk about her vision. I compare her vision to Larry Bird. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to talk about Larry Bird and his scoring and mm-hmm. you know Kenny or Kenny not shoot three. His vision from and her vision from free throw line extended. She would be making one hand passes that girls will not see. Now, they mm-hmm. still can't see that in the Division One level. Right. Now, you want to talk about the high school level. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's chronicled. She's played with boys. But, you know, when she scored, I think it was 64 against Marshalltown. I could be wrong. But, you know, in some of those games, she'd be shooting over triple teams. And those <laughs> shots are better Jeez. than girls in a corner hitting a standstill three. Yeah. And that's what she thought at, at 16. It, it, I mean, it was she just, the way she played and the vision she had and what she wanted to do to win a game mm-hmm. is it unbelievable. It's just bar nuts. Um, second question, if I have time. I Go ahead. You three, I want you three, uh, Thursday and Friday, I want to give you the best game to the second and third. And here's mine real quick. First is Gonzaga, UCLA. Yep. They played last year in the Elite Eight. They played in the Sweet 16 about four or five years ago. That's number one. Number two... I would put Dave your Texas Friday at eight forty five. Mm-hmm. Third, I will mm, I'll put Arkansas Connecticut. I think everybody loves Connecticut. I know Trent loves Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But he's been on them forever. Those are my three games. If I had to say three must must watch games. Those would be the three. I would love to hear. What well, I got to throw
1: K State, Michigan State yep. in there just because I love the Big 10, Big 12 aspect of it. And Izzo just continues to prove why he's amongst the elite that have ever prowled the sidelines. So I put them in there, and I'm a big fan of Tang, especially after what he said after the, the soundbite after the Kentucky game, not on the podium, but on the side when he talked about we just had more dudes, uh, which was an all time soundbite. Uh, speaking of guys yeah, that see the court, Noel was unbelievable. Go ahead.
3: Can't. Yep. Um does and, and Trent may know this. Does do people give Izzo too much love? Like what has he done before this year's tournament? When's the last time they got to a sweet sixteen? And then with the Big Ten, the Big Ten hasn't won a national title since Izzo. Since him The yeah. right. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. you're right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just I feel like people give oh, a ton of love. And I just well, he's know, a good
1: soundbite, and he's a good guy, and he comes on. He he answers your questions media wise, so I, he probably gets elevated a little bit in our eyes because of that, because he's seen as one of the good guys. Jeff, um, look,
2: final four in 2019—that was a surprise. Yeah, Got there. That's up what in Minneapolis. I was going
1: to say. He overachieves with a lot of teams, but you know, he can find. There's some also teams. the flame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There,
2: There's been plenty of those. The Jeff, God scenes-
1: let you go, brother. Appreciate okay. you calling as always. Bye bye. Yep, good intel on Caitlin Clark practices at Dowling. I, can you imagine? No, I no. Did she just current? sees the court? You remember? Uh, probably a month ago now. I, I th- the the vision that she has. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird's good. I likened her to a different sport, a guy that has the best vision I've ever seen in my life because he knew where the puck was going before you knew that you were about to pass the puck to him and he was going to turn it from there. And that's 99, yeah. and who was just an elite level. Everything was in slow motion. I mean, everything her. was, and it is for her, too. Yes, absolutely. I mean, those passes into to Monica, I want to, try to say her name, I butcher it all the time. Sonano. Sonano. Um I mean, whoever's whoever's the recipient of where of her passes, you have to keep your head up, but, I mean,
2: yes. because there's a good chance. And I saw plenty of that. You know, she played with a D1 player, who was her post player at Dowling, in Rodney Filer's daughter, okay. who went over yep. played at Nebraska-Omaha, finished up her career, I believe, at UIC in the Missouri Valley in their first year uh, this past season. D1 player. And there were a lot of times where a D1 player even struggled catching those passes, mm-hmm. and and it was sometimes the velocity. It was just maybe you
1: weren't thinking it's coming no, because I'm I'm covered except for this you, very you narrow played window.
2: With everybody else except for her yeah. throughout your
1: whole career, you're not getting the ball.
2: You're not getting the ball, right? And then you get the ball, right? And you're not expecting it, or it's coming through traffic and you just don't see the ball, though the pass gets there. You know, you don't see it until the last second. You're not used to <laughs> right. trying to catch those kind of things, and you see it at the collegiate level. And you, see, she is so good. But Jeff brought up something here. And I've seen a ton of this last night again as we see another one of the top seeds in Iowa's region go down. These three teams that remain in their bracket Mm -hmm. are all terrible matchups for them. Why?
1: Why? What makes them so? The physicality and the
2: athleticism that they play with. When was Iowa blown off the floor a team like Maryland? A Maryland team that can go in there and they can... Out of you. They can play mm-hmm. physical, they mm-hmm. can play tough. They have size inside. Colorado has that kind of size. On the top side of the bracket, Louisville absolutely has that kind of size and that athleticism. And Old Miss, a team that did take South Carolina by the way to overtime this year. You know this unbeatable behemoth that we're talking about with the Gamecocks. Yep. They took them to OT this year. Those three teams are the three teams that are as physical, as tough, as athletic as anybody remaining. That is going to be, short of South Carolina, of course, mm-hmm. that is going to be an incredibly difficult matchup. So yes, Stanford went down. I thought that was also a bad matchup for Iowa. And what remains, you look at the seeds behind their names and you get excited for it. But don't think that this is going to be some kind of cakewalk and this is just going to be a coronation right. for this Iowa team getting to Dallas and getting to the Final Four. That is not going to be the case. Mm. This is going to be an incredibly Difficult matchup. Watching Colorado Duke last night with the size, the speed, the way they defend, they got to be ready. And you hate to say it, officiating is going to be a part. If you know that, that was a talker grab,
1: last night, Trent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't watch. I was watching. Uh, I was watching baseball. Um, was it as bad as everybody on Twitter okay. said it was all night? So I watched a ton of women's basketball starting the afternoon
2: at 3 o'clock when the Ohio State-North Carolina game started because I had an opinion on that one. So uh-huh. flipped that one on for the second half after I picked up my daughter from school, and away we went, and it was a ton of women's basketball. We think officiating college basketball is bad. We think it's bad in the right. NBA.
1: Yep. We
2: think it's bad in the high school. It's bad because basketball is a difficult sport to officiate. I agree. But women's basketball officiating at the collegiate level is brutal. It is so much anticipation. That is the thing Has in basketball. Has the sport
1: grown too fast that maybe... Yeah, that that could be a really good point. Because you can't argue that the growth of this game... My the God.
2: size and the speed of the players compared to even what it was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge difference. So uh, we were in my text thread with my tailgate buddies. Uh, we were talking about remembering the 93 women's Final Four team. And remembering a couple of players. So I looked at the uh, looked up the stats for that one. Some incredible numbers. First of all, the 91 team, the last team that I believe played in Seattle, is uh, where the conversation started. They had two players all year, 1991, the Iowa women's team. That was really good. Two players that made a three-pointer. That <laughs> You're made me. a three-pointer. Wow. Only five of the 13 players even attempted a three-pointer. You go back to that team that made the Final Four, only two players made double-digit three-pointers on the year. I think basketball is a little bit different today oh. than it was the last time the Iowa women made a Final Four 30 years ago. There is a perfect example of just that and how different it is. But I think that's a good point. I mean, the officials are not keeping up for what we see and the anticipation. And you just stand there. Oh, that's a charge. That's the college game, men's and women's, both sides. Yeah. Way too many charge calls. Mm-hmm. Way too many. It is so many times, if there's a benefit of the doubt, it goes to the defensive player. And it just shouldn't be that way. But, uh, yeah, officiating last night, and I watched a ton of college women's basketball. It was awful last night.
1: Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, But, well, so Friday's the day, and and so what's the, is the the point
2: spread out yet? Oh, good question. Uh, Let's see if uh, it's come out. I haven't seen anything yet. Let's pop it up here. I would anticipate, here's a guess. Iowa favored by four and a
1: half. That'll be my guess. Wait, what do you got? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm new to this game. I'm learning. All right, Women's. I'll basketball. go eight. I mean, I have no. You're kidding, gonna go a little man, bit higher. Yeah. Six around.
2: seed against the two seed. Scroll through. Go over to not women's futures. We're looking for women's games. Are they out yet? Uh not seeing them there. No, not there. They do have women's futures up. Let's see. South Carolina minus two fifty to cut down the nets. Do Do they have them regions? Because I was now got to be favored to come out of the region, aren't they? They to reach the final four. Uh, South Carolina -1050. Jeez. To get to the final four. Iowa -185. That's a short price. Uh-huh. Yukon -145. Uh-huh. Uh who else in Iowa's region? So we got Louisville at +470, Old Miss also +470 and Colorado is 9 to 1 to win it there. So the Hawks are favored. Hawks are definitely favored. They yeah, they might be higher. You might be closer to that number then uh, when it comes out. I'll keep an eye on it see if it comes out. I would guess We'll probably see something here later today uh, that these ones will come out if they're not at some different places. You know, offshore, that's usually also a case, right? That We find it offshore, but very interesting there. Women's college basketball, point spreads. Yeah, still nothing up. I, I looked at DraftKings, FanDuel. They're usually the first ones that have them up uh, for women's basketball just to have champions and region winner, but nothing
1: else. All right, so I... Um... I wanted to ask you this at some point during the program, just because you're so in touch with uh, with high school sports. Did you see what did the, what did the athletic association do yesterday when it comes to football? New pods or something? Yeah. So, is there? It, was this a big? Was this known that it was coming? Yeah. Was it a major shakeup? No. This
2: is this goes back to the socioeconomic factor that was talked about for football. So every two years they come out with a new rotation of teams. Okay. Every one of your groups and, and the group system that went into place two years ago. Uh, not a ton of changes in there. Hoover had been playing in 4A, North goes down to 4A, and after the success that they have, you know, maybe in anticipation, they could become a playoff team. I mean, those were... You know what, that's that's the right for them. That's the right... They they should be there. They don't compete with the Dowlings and the Valleys and the... Ankenys of the no. world, it, that's
1: a different level. So right. putting those factors in there where they can compete. Right. Maybe you get more instead of, instead of you know kids, saying, why do I want to go on Friday night to, to get my brain speed in, right? Right. Maybe now they're gonna have a chance to celebrate victories. Absolutely. And not that's, just when you play Hoover, you get them every other year seemingly right. a win. It didn't change a ton okay. overall.
2: It wasn't I think there was some concern that there was gonna be widespread and we're gonna see you know Hoover playing a class two A. Against Osage Yeah, no No, that, that's different That's right. not what we're looking for here But down to class Yeah, it made sense The North was one of the teams That, that happened to Does East stay up? They do yeah. Roosevelt obviously yep. and Lincoln. Yes, all of them are still in Class Five A. So, so will the
1: city job. schools play each other before in the in the in September? Yeah, yeah, they can still oh, good. do that. Good.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can still schedule oh, your awesome
1: your non-group
2: games yep. however you see fit. So th- those games will still happen here. Again, not a real big change overall. Just another component where there if there is that big divide. Play down to class. And uh-huh. I don't think
1: that's a bad. Thing. I don't think it is either. I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, uh, coming up, we'll speak with Bill Bender. Uh, by the way, have you been following the Major League Cathedral? They had they, everybody's doing brackets now, right? The right. worst ballparks of all time. Did <laughs> no, you? See, no. Did you see that uh, that tweet? I've been to eleven of the of the ballparks, Major League MLB cathedrals, uh-huh. and they of course the the Metrodome is on there. I think Metrodome was a two seed or something like that. Um, But there's, you know, when you go back and you think about it, you look at some of the ballpark, there were some stinkers on this list. Have you found it?
2: I have, yeah. Worst uh, for baseball. So I never went to Candlestick. You ever been there? Nope. Never got to Candlestick. Uh, Here's
1: the ones I've been to.
2: Oh, okay. I found the full bracket here. You got it?
1: All right, I'll start at the top left. Uh, Global Life in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, The Astrodome. Which just just blew me away, walking into that. My it's God. huge. It was huge. huge. Right? Yeah, just monstrous. Just unbelievably big. And you know what? From the concourse level down to the field level, it's not steep at all. There's a ton of rows, mm-hmm. but it's gradual decline. That's what I remember That's about
2: like it. the big is in Michigan.
1: Is that what it yeah. is? Okay, I've never seen Because you there. walk
2: in there, and it's like, eh, it's just a big bowl.
1: Yeah. In our it's, seats. Yes, that's it. The first time I was
2: there was the O two 2 game, and our seats were way down at the bottom. The Iowa section was like... You know, the first 12 rows, you know, and then you get down there, you look back up. Holy crap, that's a long way <laughs> yeah. back up
1: there. Right. And that's kind of what it is. Yeah, that gradual decline oh. in there. And that was, that was the Astrodome. Okay. King Dome, caught baseball there. Ken Phelps, right field. Nice. Came right to me. Yeah. Uh, angel hand it? Yep. Oh, nice. Word. But I had to drop it. I mean, right between my feet real yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, um, angel Stadium. Shea Stadium, the planes going over the top as they flew into LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I made it there. Metrodome, of course. I loved the Metrodome. You're alone. I know. I think I am, right? You just like the dome. You didn't like the actual ballpark. My favorite part about it was I knew that I would drive. I was about to drive eight hours from Winnipeg, Yeah. and I was going to see a game, except for one year when the roof fell in. A little bit different for me, two hours and 15 right. minutes from age.
2: Right. You, eight hours? That's yeah. a little different and trip. I had to
1: get through the border process and yes. all of that stuff, and that can be a pain in the ass. Um Bush uh, the original bush? Yep, been there. Uh Tropicana Field dump. Olympic Stadium? Loved it. First baseball game I was ever at the vendors are bilingual. Walking through the walking through the uh, rows. Cold beer, beer foie. Beer foie. Uh, beer float. Um I'm going to guess he had a beer foie, I have you, yeah. yeah. Uh, Arlington Stadium. Arlington Stadium was as ugly a ballpark as I've ever been in. When the Rangers were first born, mm-hmm. first came into the league, I don't know what it was used for. You can, I mean, there's pictures of it. It's just ugly. It wasn't like a Major League Baseball stadium. I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, I just remember just how bad it was I, that that trip I saw too I saw the Rangers play the Tigers it was 84 must have been because the Tigers won the World Series okay so I went there Friday Saturday and on Sunday I got on a plane in Dallas and flew to Houston and went to the Astrodome for that Sunday afternoon oh, wow. game and then flew back which That's was pretty great. cool anyways you have you how many have you been to
2: oh uh, let's see guaranteed rate okay it's not good no um the old Milwaukee County Stadium yeah I wish I'd have been there it's it was old Yep. And it was, I loved it, though. Right. Now, I was a kid going to a baseball So, was it all like Tiger Stadium? Yes, absolutely. I wish there's one I missed I wish I would have got Same to. thing. And the overhang there. Yep. And Comiskey. Have... Comiskey, the original Comiskey I wish yes. I was at. A lot of those that wish I would have got on there. Now, been to Bush Stadium, you've been to all the cookie cutters, right? Well, with River Three Rivers, Front. Riverfront. Yes. Uh, veterans. Yep. All those were the exact same stadium. Uh, they were, yes. They were cookie yep. cutter and... Yep. The multi-purpose stadium for mm-hmm. both football and baseball with the god-awful looking AstroTurf, oh, yes. the light green or whatever. the St. Louis games and also the Kansas City games that it'd be in August oh, and the heat the, off the of there, 142 degrees that's on the true. field. Yeah, not true. being facetious. No, that's how hot that turf would get down there. And go out there in your polyester uniform, <laughs> you get all pissed off about
1: people having to wear suits. That would have to wear polyester oh. on that. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be for me. Although they're well compensated, anyways. Uh, we'll take a time out. Check that out, uh, MLB Cathedral. See how many you've been to, how many ballparks you've made it to. I love the regions Forbes, Sportsman's Park, Ebbets, and the Polo Grounds. Uh, pretty cool idea for baseball as we get set to segue to baseball a week from Thursday night. And here's what I like about opening day everybody plays. Yes. Everybody. That Ready are not the toe here comes in. oh, we got a random game in the Dominican yeah, no. or Japan or what? No, everybody plays. Yep. I love this. Although the Cubs and the Cards in June. They head to London. That's right. They've got a two-game set played over like three or four days or something mm-hmm. uh, in London. Um, I think it's in June or July. Anyway, some point this summer. We'll take our first time out. Bill Bender will join us next. We'll to, uh, do some uh, MLB with Bill Bender, do some college football with him as well. Adam Emenecker will put a bow on Drake's season. Uh, with with Adam Doko, pizza sponsors that. And then uh, Matt Snyder will help us preview what, to me, is appointment TV tonight. Uh, the World Championship Baseball. And you know, I had Cappy on last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Baseball crazy like yeah, you and absolutely. I. Yeah, I didn't even know it was on. Oh, really? That's what he said. Wow. Now, and I'm sure I believe him. Yeah. But um, it certainly wasn't moving his needle. I'm anxious to find out tomorrow if he finally, you know, gravitated towards it.
2: Saw over the weekend the Venezuela USA. I think got, it was like three million viewers, something it's like pretty that. Pretty good
1: going up against
2: the NCAA tournament, right? And I think the game before, which was just that, was a Fox one. The FS1 Team USA before was like 750000 something like that. Tonight? I wish Big Fox had this one tonight. I do, too, because I would have loved to see that number. A I mean, real we, number, Are we yes. talking about $5 million? I think. If you get three, now it's over the weekend versus two. We can play this game all day long, but there's just well, not there, a whole
1: lot of sports viewing going on. There's not. Uh, and to that end, and I know it's different countries, but the number of people watching this event in Japan has outdrawn... Any World Series game dating back to 1980 in our country. Wow! Think the Japanese like their baseball? <laughs> Just a little bit. Otani on the big stage, oh. boy! Oh boy! Baseball needs this tonight. Him and Trout. I hope oh. it's a good game.
2: Launch us into yes, baseball absolutely. season. Yes, absolutely.
1: It's been. It's been. Look, I was late to it. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I was late to the party, but I'm glad I finally got to it. It's 11:30, and Bill Bender is next. And Miller and Condon are underway on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3
0: on KXNO. Now back to Miller and Condon on one hundred six point three KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome
1: back to Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO. Bill Bender. Frequent guest in our program, we are grateful for that. Uh, from the sporting news, uh, Bill was uh, as many of us were. in, Well, not Trent. But not me, I was at home uh, <laughs> in uh, Wells Fargo down down Des Moines. Uh, Bill Bender was covering the tournament in Columbus, and uh, he joins the program. Bill, Trent, and Ken, you were in the building for Purdue, uh, the upset there. Just before we get into that, I want to I want to do a crossover question for you here. Uh, I'm sure you heard Nick Saban's comments yesterday when he announced one of his. Play- players had been suspended when he uttered the there's no such thing as wrong place at the wrong time which a lot of people took as a shot uh, at the basketball coach at the University of Alabama I don't know I think you can connect the dots I understand what people did knowing Saban the way you've you know interviewed him over the years etc what do you think was behind that quote Bill was it just you know um, just I guess meaningless or do you think there was something meant to it
0: Oh he never says anything without yeah. purpose. So that's why I think it's – I don't know why or or what the backstory is but it's definitely a shot. There's no way it's not. I mean I've been around Nick Saban for over a decade, you know, and, and there's every I've always said in his press conferences he controls the narrative. He comes out and says what he wants to say and if, if he doesn't like your question then he he may end up blowing up. <laughs> get somebody to write something else so yeah nick saban knows exactly what he's doing but i don't know why why he would do that i guess
1: yeah, especially with the success of the program's
2: ad right i mean there's a lot of people in alabama that do not like the way that this is handled i'm Mm -hmm. gonna guess nick saban is one of those people Mm -hmm. it it has painted a bad light in the university and the athletic department as a whole and anything that impacts him even one little iota and Nick Saban's not going to be happy about it.
1: I wonder if, there, do you think there's anything, I mean, it doesn't go past that, right? It's not petty, right? The, the, the basketball program's getting the spotlight away from the football program. Does that come into it, Bill, do you think?
3: No, I think it's more what Trent said. Yeah.
0: Like anything, it, this notion that, you know, there's probably a large cross-section of college basketball fans that are rooting against Alabama because of those events. and. It, it, and I think Nick Saban may be approaching it from that angle. Oh, will this impact my football program? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's – like, we're not going to do that Nate Oates versus Nick Saban coaching comparison. I mean, that's week 16 right. versus, uh, yeah. versus all those. Now, I don't – unless he really is petty, that that would yeah. be something. Well, give me, give me an idea. Uh, what is it? Is it
1: nationwide in Columbus? What's the building? Yep, in the, home nationwide. Of the Blue right? The home of the Blue Jackets and Patrick Liney. Um, so, what's the building like when it's when it became apparent? You know what, Purdue's in a real fight here. Did the you know people that weren't cheering for Purdue, or I'm not sure how many Farley Dickinson fans were in the building, but did as as you would assume would be the case that everybody was just, that was there to watch the next game, or just happened to be a basketball fan and they happened to get to uh, Columbus. When did it become apparent to you that the that the crowd was certainly lining up under- on Farley Dickinson's side?
0: Oh, I mean the whole game, but it really turned up around twelve minutes, and you can feel it and uh you know, I think Purdue tightened up. Purdue didn't make open shots. That's one thing I've been seeing a lot all this painter criticism i mean did have a lot of open looks mm-hmm. Matt painter can't shoot those yeah. i mean they the shot's got to fall at some point so um. Yeah, but about twelve minutes, and even in the second game Friday or Sunday against Florida Atlantic, there was a very you know strong FDU arena, and more people hung around for that second game than I thought they would.
1: Because yeah, it was late, right? Late. It was evening, was it not? He's Coast time too. So, what time did that one get over, Bill? In your time, that
0: one got over around ten my mm-hmm. time. So, I mean, like I said, a Sunday night in Columbus, people got to work the next day. I mean. But more people hung around for that second game than I thought. And, you know, Michigan State obviously brought a huge contingent down for, for another run that we probably should have saw coming. Yeah.
2: And, and Izzo team that just, frankly, didn't look very good throughout the mm-hmm. course of the year. We know what he's like in that quick turnaround, the second game in these brackets, and just how good he's been time after time. And Tom Izzo, he is a Hall of Famer. And not only a Hall of Famer as a coach, He's a Hall of Famer as a person. You know, you see the media. not many guys, Especially but there are a few guys. Especially the speech after the tragedy. Oh, yes. I mean, my God. And there's been a lot of those moments where Izzo, he puts up for other coaches. I mean, he, hell, he didn't think Todd Licklider should have been fired. <laughs> he said no, he's dead wrong. But right, yes. he, did, he he puts up for coaches, everybody. Yeah. He is an ambassador for the sport. Yet, are we a little too close just because we like him and he's a nice guy that maybe we overlook overall? There's been some disappointments, too, even when we talk about the successes of Izzo.
0: Yeah, I mean they've they've had the last seven years they've had some bad years. I mean, by their standard mm-hmm. in terms of getting knocked out in the first weekend and you know, I the one I like to attack is the you know, he breaks a whiteboard on Friday and yeah. people on Twitter lose their mind and they're trying to like I think a lot of people try to like are trying to push him into that Bobby Knight phase. Mm. Just not there. He he is a fantastic coach, he's an emotional coach. I, I, I zero, and then you talk to his players; they're like he broke a whiteboard when we didn't even see it. So yeah. I, I think the way that he cares about his players and the passion he coaches with. When I coach youth sports, I try to coach a little bit like him.
1: You you could have worse uh, of coaches to pattern your style after, no doubt about that, Bill. There's been a lot of talk uh, in the, in the last couple of days that you know it's cities like Des Moines. Um, yeah, granted, Columbus has has the Buckeyes, and yes, they do have the Columbus Blue Jackets. But it's cities, you know, that love the passion of of college sports, right? That they cities like that. It gets lost maybe in Denver. Uh, it gets lost in you know Orlando. You're going to see the mouse, um, and and you're closer to the ocean and certainly warm weather. Do you think that that the NCAA will? Make this the norm that they stay away from the bigger venues, uh, from the uh, bigger cities, at least early in this tournament. Just to just because the passion is here. I mean, Des Moines, you couldn't get a seat on Thursday and Friday, or, or Thursday and Saturday. It was phenomenal. I am assuming cities of our uh, of our size, uh, that was the case. Do you see the NCAA tournament going in that direction?
0: Um, I hope they stay this way. I, I love it when it's in Columbus. I used to love it when it was in. I mean, they have the first four in Dayton. I, you know, go down to Dayton for a couple tournament games. They used to have regionals there. So I think that's something you could consider. Um, but this week, obviously, I like that they go yeah, to a little bit bigger bigger stage. But I'm right with you. When you're going from Sacramento to Columbus to Des Moines, do it. You know, and, and that's great for the sport.
2: It really is. There's so many great things out there. Bill, uh, right before we came on, you mentioned that you're talking about, we talked about Izzo, the only Big Ten team getting there. Is this conference? A lot of success, a lot of regular season, and when it gets to the tournament, they haven't been able, be able to get over the hump. Now, seven teams have played for a national championship during the run since the last time that the Big Ten won one with Izzo in Michigan State, Illinois. Indiana, Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan. We've seen a bunch of teams that have played for it, but haven't been ultimately able to cut down the nets. And some of the disappointment overall for the conference. Is it style of play? Is there something different? What's happening why the Big Ten has been overall disappointing the last two decades in the tournament?
0: I think it's just comments that have talked about, and I'm exploring all of those points. Is it the style? Is it the recruiting? Mm -hmm. Is it the lack of, here, here's a question I've been floating to everybody, I'll, I'll ask you guys the same one here in a second, but I think Tom Izzo says it's matchup, and, and that's what it comes down to in the tournament a lot of times, but to that point, so I've asked this question, when is the last time you guys watched a guy in the, in the Big Ten, and you were like, he is a no doubt, hands down, NBA star? When's the last time you did that?
1: Ooh. A star?
0: Like he's th- not a, not just a guy. He's right. Gonna go and he's going to go to all star games and those kind of things.
1: Well, we certainly we certainly thought Keegan Murray had it. I mean, I'm not but sure I can all-star. put him at not yeah not in that level. That's a really good point. Yeah, well, that's a and really I, good point. And
0: I, Greg Oden and I said, yeah, look how that works. Well, <laughs> with it with without his injury, it's probably him. My injury yeah. was Glenn Robinson. Yeah, I think Glenn Robinson's the last Big Ten guy. I watched him in the Big Ten, and I said. He's going to be amazing. And he mm-hmm. followed you No know, Weber and, and Jim Jackson mm-hmm. in that era in the 90s. And I think that's part of the problem. Boy,
1: this yeah, is I a really good a couple... point. Mm-hmm. This is a really good point, you have Bill. To
0: have, you have to have a guy that can tilt the tournament if you come from the Big Ten.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Boy, I'm racking my brain. Yeah, they're... nobody that jumps up there. And Jaden Ivey really liked him last yeah. year. Johnny Davis has been in the G League all year. Yeah. Go back. I'm looking at first-rounders. Franz Wagner? No. Not not a star. No, good no. player. Yeah. I, I liked his upside. Uh, Jalen Smith from Maryland? Absolutely not. Romeo Langford, No. no. Jaron Jackson Jr. has turned in to be better than I anticipated, but he's still not a star mm-hmm. by any means. Same mm-hmm. thing with Miles right. Bridges. Kevin Herter? These are all good players, but this is a great point, and I'm going back here, what, seven years already. There isn't
0: anybody, Bill. And that's what I'm writing about. I was going to say, write that it's column. I'm writing it now. I wish I would have wrote it for today. I'm, I'm I'm finishing it now. Like, but I'm exploring that. And is it? But they do have developed good college players. I yeah. mean, Trace Jackson Davis isn't a bad player. No, nope. Zach Eady didn't have a bad year. And I think all of these little things add up to why it hasn't happened in 23 years
1: uh excellent point yeah. uh boy oh boy that really is good uh bill bender sporting news bill uh what um spring practices will you be following i'm assuming you'll get to columbus at some point uh, what what's on your agenda
0: you know uh, i will be doing that i'm gonna help mike this week and do some sweet 16 stuff i did kind of take yesterday off so i'm getting <laughs> caught up today yeah. um but um i'm excited i i always like tournament i don't care that my bracket's busted and uh We'll get after it and get into some spring football talk here soon.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Any any uh, intel on the Pac-12 media rights? What if, are you hearing anything? I'm hearing a lot of, I guess, depends who you listen to. Some folks don't think there's a prayer it happens. Some folks think, oh, it's close and it's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, the Utah uh, president had some interesting comments on the radio yesterday. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I'll probably be sitting there in July sometime, and the next realignment folks <laughs> yeah. will hit when, it, when we least expect it.
1: As long as it's in uh, June, July, that, that works for us. Bill, thanks for doing this, Bill Bender. Appreciate it, as always. Hey, no problem. Thanks Thank you. Fun. Yep, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Really good point. Really good point.
2: I'm, I'm looking through here draft, and it's incredible. I think he's right. I think the last guy, that and also turned out to be a star, Odin would have been. Yes, he absolutely
1: would have been. I agree with and you.
2: And the arguments with him and Durant, we can go back, you know, what, 16 years now from the, when we were having those arguments. But it's, it's Glenn
1: Robinson. It's big dog. How long? Time. That was twenty nine years ago. We have to be missing somebody, don't we? I'm looking through here, NBA draft. You know picks. what? The phone lines have lit up, so there has to be somebody that we're missing. I'm anxious to find. I'm going through the schools in my head. I'm gonna need help, and we're going to go to the phones and get that help, because off the top of our heads, maybe Keegan's gonna be the guy. I don't think you could put him there yet. Um, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois. Uh, let's get Derek first of all. Derek, who are we missing? I I think it's Draymond Green. He's second round. There you go. He's got a bunch of rings. He's got a bunch of rings. Uh, yeah, I'm not a superstar that. though, but he's a hell of a player. He's got a bunch of of. He's, got he's a bunch not a top twenty
2: player though. He's never been a top twenty player in the no. league. No, and in, and in college
1: I didn't think he'd have a no. career. He was a second round pick.
2: Yeah. Nobody thought he was going to turn into
1: good, this. good that's a good name though, Derek, it's a good just name. because of the championships and he's played a huge role on all of those teams. Good to hear from you. You doing okay?
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: All right, good. Good. Thanks, bud. Good to hear from you. Call back. Uh Chris. Chris welcome. Who who did you come up with, Chris? Well, I always thought Trey Trey Burke was going to be a superstar, but he never really panned out. The other one he played
3: with was Tim Hardaway Jr.
2: Two solid guys. I, I thought Burke had a chance to be really good. I didn't know if he'd ascend into, and we're talking about All-Stars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're looking for. Has Draymond even ever made an All-Star game? Oh, I'm sure he
1: has. I would think that he no, I I would. I, thought, I just thought Burke would be an All-Star, but he never was. Yeah, Chris, thanks for that. Uh, that's a good one. I think this proves Bill's point. Yeah. Draymond Green had to be an all-star, didn't he? Uh, four times.
2: Yeah, four times. Mm-hmm. 16 through mm-hmm. uh, 18 and again in 22. So yeah, he's been there four times. That'd be the one. But again, he was he was the 35th pick overall yeah. in the 2012 draft. Just going through here and looking here. some One guy that I thought had a chance to be really good. Now I missed him as I'm scrolling through this whole list. Yeah, Trey Burke was 2013. He was the ninth pick overall. Uh, I thought Jared Sullinger would have oh, a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Frank Kaminsky had a chance. Yeah. What was his teammate's name? Man, married Kevin Harlan's daughter. Big, tall, blonde kid. He's in Europe. Um, oh, that could
2: shoot it from the outside. Yes, right? yes, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, God. I can picture him. Um,
2: He's married
1: to Kevin Harlan's daughter.
2: Um, for Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Uh, Sam Decker. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Nick Staskis. I thought was gonna be fine decent. Canadian lad right, but I never thought he was no. gonna turn into an all-star. No, 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 no. It's a difficult list. Now Victor Oladipo was mm-hmm. the second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I loved his athleticism. You figure if he could find a way to harness it, and he's also had injuries, but same thing, an all-star? Probably not.
1: Bill's got himself a, uh, a a good column, I think, coming up here. All right, we'll clear out the phone lines. Coming up in hour number two, we'll start with Adam Emenecker. We'll put a bow on Drake season with Adam. Look forward to doing that. That's one of those games. Uh, Bill mentioned it with Purdue. The shots just they just quit falling, uh, and that was uh, certainly the case with Drake in the last five or six minutes of that game. I thought they got tight in the basketball game, uh, but uh, Emenecker will be here. Spend a few minutes with him. And then uh, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, who joins us each and every week during Major League Baseball season, will help us preview the uh, World Championship uh, tonight, um, which is FS1 at 6 o'clock. All right, we'll get our time out, come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106. for 12 fluid ounce. Welcome back, to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. So baseball for you, you've Mm -hmm. got a little bit of time off now. Are you you doing um, high school baseball? Yeah, yeah, high school
2: baseball. We'll be back at it at the end of May, so this is my slow time. This is where couple months off, home every night, that kind of thing, and I get reacclimated with the family once again, and they'll be sick of me by the end of May and say, get out there and do some, I'll do some work. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let, let's hang out with Mom. You, you're too much for us sometimes. So, yeah, this is the slow period. Spring sports, for me, just not the same. Hard to put a soccer match or a yeah, golf meet. No, you don't want to do that. Or track no, meet no, on the radio. No. A little bit more difficult to pull that one off. Yeah, so.
1: No, the baseball makes sense, though. Yes. It's, got, it's got a good following. All right, Adam Emmenecker will kick off the second hour of the program. Speaking of baseball, Matt Snyder is going to be here from CBSSports.com. Have you made any futures MLB-wise? I got two right now. Over on the Cubs,
2: 77.5. Ditto. And the Royals under 68. Also, back when the Twins were plus 295 to win the division, when those first came out, I had to hop aboard that. And now that price has plummeted down as now they're even with the White Sox. Are they really? Behind the Guardians. Hour
1: 2 coming up next. Miller & in Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.